It's a good day. As you saw in the title today, we are talking about how this struggle truly can、yeah. be over, and we're excited to hop into that word. If you haven't this week watched our broadcast that we have put out, the、yeah. Lord has really had us this week focusing on. Practical things to build our faith and encourage、mm-hmm. us. Day one and day two, we talked about stepping out of fear, overcoming things that have presented themselves to be obstacles, and how we can overcome. And today, it's very similar to that. How can we truly live a life where、yeah. there's no struggle? It's one of our confessions that we have. But how can we really do that? And you know, in order. To really put faith when we get to that confession at the end of the week,、yeah. we need to know that it's not just a word that's coming out of our mouth. It's truth. It's found、right. in the word, and the Lord backs up His word. He wouldn't say it if He didn't have the capability and the desire to fulfill it.、Mm-hmm. So, when we get to the end of this broadcast, I am sure we are going to say multiple times through it, "The struggle's over. It is over."、Yeah. And just say that right now, right. At the start of this, the struggle is over. Things that were、yeah. struggles and opportunities and frustrations, it's over. You don't struggle with anything.、Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking genuinely, and I know this is silly. You're thinking genuinely. I was thinking genuinely.、Yeah. It was genuinely thinking. <laughs>、um, <laughs> I know this is a silly example, but this is just what came to mind.、Um, If I say like, "Hey, we're going to Taco Bell for lunch today,"、um, but I'm just joking. I'm not. I'm just gonna like. I'm just gonna say it that、yeah. way. But if I know that once I say it, then you know that's the decision. I have the power to make that decision、yeah. over where we go to lunch today. And I'm gonna say, "We're going to Taco Bell today, guys," because <laughs> I am pumped and I am excited and I'm in an expectation、yeah. to go to Taco Bell. As should you.、Um, <laughs> But that's a, that's for a different broadcast. Really, the fact that we're not sponsored by Taco Bell yet、yes. is a travesty. So,、yeah. if you're from Taco Bell, watching this, we're open to discussions. We've brought you so much business. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> But genuinely, how how we believe we can be saying the exact same thing. Yeah. But we're going to say it with a different heart. Based off of what we truly believe, if、yeah. we truly believe, well, this is just the confessions part of the broadcast. I'm just saying it because they say say it out loud with me. Then you're okay. The struggle is over. But when we truly believe、yeah. that God has words backing it up, we're our confessions affect our lives. Yeah. That the struggle is over. I don't struggle with anything because we have a revelation of the truth of the Lord's word. Yeah. Well. Kevin just put in with like five exclamation points.、Yes. Struggle's over. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, Pastor Cole said anyone not excited about Taco Bell is just wrong. Well, there you go. The rights are in the house, guys. They're、yeah. going to talk about pickles soon too, probably. But <laughs> no, it's true.、Yeah. What we believe. Is what's going to come out of our heart. So、yeah. just because we speak it doesn't mean that it's out of the abundance of the heart. You know,、sure. there's there's times where. You know your parents. Like, think of when you f- were fighting with your siblings or something, and your parents were like, "Say you're sorry." Like, sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs>、yes. Like, you weren't sorry. You were just saying it to get out of trouble in that moment. But there、yeah. is a point where what we truly believe will start to come out of us. Like in that、right. moment, we said it. But we didn't believe it because what we were believing is, "I'm really still mad at you, and I'd like to punch you in the face, little one."、Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> never but, thought that. You never. never thought that about you. I never you? thought that. Never. Not once. Ah,、uh, 
I'm so glad you're ministering and that the Lord doesn't use lightning bolts. No. Um, <laughs> uh, Kelly says, Bill agrees, Pastor Nicole. There's lots of bonding happening about Taco Bell right now. Amen. Praise but this morning, what, what came up to me, there's a quote that R.W. Schambach used to say all yeah. of the time. And it was, you don't have any problems. All you need is faith in God. Yeah. And that seems like a very brazen thing to say if you're <laughs> if you're listening to it with worldly ears. How can you say yeah. that I don't have any problems? Do you know what's going on? Look at the world all around. Yeah. But truly for the people who are in God, we don't have problems. That's right. All we need is faith in God. And so the first way to truly start stepping out of living in struggle, and look, I'm somebody who has had to step out of this the same way that everybody else has. Mm -hmm. And so I get that the flesh, like even hearing this, there's that part of, I do have struggles, Barrett. I do have things going on. Abigail, that's so great of you to say that, but I do... I'm not denying that there's a storm going on, but what I'm saying is that a storm can go on and it's not a problem for the believer. It's not a problem for the person who's in Christ. So the first way to overcome and stop struggling is to set our eyes on the one whose we are. Our eyes have to be fixed on him because in him we're kept we're kept from the evil one. We talked mm-hmm. about it on Monday about how when we're abiding in his love, that fellowship with him, it's an all-consuming fire. He is an all-consuming fire. So yeah. if we're in him, he's burning up any sort of impurities that were in me, but that fire is protecting me from anything that would try to come at me. Yeah. So like today's confession of, you know, any weapon formed against me is exposed, destroyed, mm-hmm. and will not prosper, that's because I'm abiding in the fire. And even if it's formed, it's never going to get through. Yeah. So what, our first thing we've got to do is set our eyes on Jesus because he keeps us, he protects us, and he preserves us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, it's true. Yeah. It's, um, I, You're just, so sick. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> man, that's true. <laughs> I was receiving because it's, it's true. So many times we'll focus too much on the storm and not, we'll think it's so much bigger than the Jesus that we have. I was talking to someone the other day, um, yesterday actually, and they were, they were talking, they're like, well, you know, the devil's a pretty big guy. He's got a lot of power and all this (laughs) stuff. I'm like, actually, he's pretty puny. Yeah. Uh, in all honesty, like I wasn't trying to start an argument with them, but the truth is we're going to, Pastor was saying this on, or not Pastor, Buddy was saying this on Sunday that we're going to get, the Bible says we're going to get to the end of times and we're going to see the devil. We're going to be like, are you kidding me? This is the one who's been bothering us. This is the one who's caused so much problems. This, this guy. Yeah. Are you serious? Because he is so like just small and puny and all those other adjectives, you know, let your heart go with all the, uh, all the adjectives. Yeah. But he's so puny. We've been given the authority in Christ. Christ has given us the authority. And, but so often we'll watch like the uh, episode of Tom and Jerry, where he uses, where uh, the little mouse goes in front of the flashlight and he looks huge on the wall. Yeah. But when you actually see him, he's this big. 
because he's just walking in front of the flashlight. It's just a facade. And so often, though, we'll look at the huge shadow and, oh, my goodness, this storm is so scary. When we've been given the power, all the power through Christ, and not looking at the victory that we've already been given, but the how scary is this storm when we have the power to stop the storm right then and there. Yeah. All you've got to do, like in that Tom and Jerry situation, all you've got to do is flip the light on. Yeah. Like that's literally all that there is to it. And... You know, it's it's funny. It's it's not funny, ha ha funny, but it's it's ironic because you know, literally from the time the broadcast started ten minutes ago ish until right now, our viewers have declined. And we've seen it almost every time we've talked about struggle in the past, and it's because so many people identify their identity is found in their right. struggle. It's yeah. found in the issue. And yeah. like I know for me personally, I shared this with I think impact this past class that I taught. Mm-hmm. My identity was so much in who I was, like the struggles that I had, that when the Lord brought to me, you need to overcome this. Like, this does not need to be in your life anymore. I had fear try to rise up that, well, what if people don't like me? Because because I'm not, I mean, they liked me with the problems. What Mm -hmm. if they're not going to like me without the problems? It's that deception that I don't know what it's going to be like without issues, or I don't know Mm -hmm. how I can do this, or I like being pitied, or I like the attention. No, our identity is in Christ and in in Christ alone. It's in him and his way of living is so perfect and it's pure and it's good. So not only do we need to set our eyes on him, we've got to truly hate things that try to appear bigger than God. Like we've got to hate that stuff. That stuff that comes in and is like, oh, it's overwhelming today. This Mm -hmm. feels really big today. This is pressure. No, we've got to hate that and just truly let it roll off of us like water off a duck's back. Because if it's not from God, it's not for me. If it's and put that in the comments. If it's not from yeah. God, it's not for me. And the guys were talking yesterday about how in Second yeah. Timothy one seven, you know, God's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound yeah. mind of discipline. Fear is struggle. You know, you can't go if you're struggling. You're not like excited about it. <laughs> it's a how am I going to do this? How is it going to work out? Mm-hmm. What was it? it's fear? Yeah. God didn't send fear. If God didn't send it, it doesn't belong to me. Mm-hmm. If God didn't send it, it doesn't belong to me. And so we've got to stop accepting that stuff that doesn't even yeah. come from Him. It's yeah. like if if Abby open the door to her house and there was like this package that's on fire full of garbage. It's not like she's going to look down and be like, oh, that is so nice for there to be this package of flaming garbage on my porch. I'm going to bring this into my house. No, she's going to get into a fire extinguisher, put that thing out, and then kick it to the curb. She's not going to welcome it into her home. Right. But so often that's what we'll do with struggles is we'll, we'll see it and be like, oh, no, oh, no. And we'll just let it happen. No, (laughs) we're not supposed to just let stuff happen. We're supposed to happen to stuff. Mm -hmm. Like we're supposed to come up to the storm and go through. We're supposed to come at the word and at the leading of God and say, peace be. We're supposed to go through the valley of shadow of death, not camp there and make a campground there. No, we go through it. We go through, we go through, we go through. And why did I just say it three times? Because it's got to get in us. I'm going through. I'm not living here. This is not my story. I'm Mm -hmm. an overcomer. I'm going through. Yeah. 
so many times we'll we'll get attached to that pity. Yeah, and it sure. Just, it just becomes well. This is how I get attention from people is through this pity, and because they constantly feel bad for me, they'll treat me nice or yeah. something. Whatever the lies are, but that's what they are. Yeah. They're lies. Pity is never from the Lord. Pity is never, never. from. The Lord. Yeah. There is a heart for people. And this is even when you see people who are going through challenges, you're not supposed to give them pity. I'm not supposed to give them pity. Have I done it? Yes. But should I? No. No. From this point forward, no. (laughs) Because pity is never from the Lord. (laughs) I've done it. And that's what she's laughing (laughs) I'll tell you later um, why I'm laughing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but <laughs> pity is not from the Lord. And we've got to, what is from the Lord then? Okay, so I'm not, I'm not supposed to want pity for myself. Yeah. I'm not supposed to give pity to people. Yeah. Well, then, you know, I see someone crying. They've seriously had a bad day or something. What, what is there? There's the love of God. Yeah. And sometimes it can it can, to fleshly eyes, look very similar, but it's not. Yeah. And it's very different. And the love of God is always led. It's not, oh, yeah, this is a really bad struggle. Well, just stay there. No. The love of God goes in and helps lift yeah. up. It doesn't, God doesn't want you to stay in, like you were saying, in that valley of the shadow of death. He's not saying, he's saying go through. Yeah. He's not saying, well, I'm just in the valley right now and, you know, someday the light will shine in this valley, but I'm just, I'm stuck here right now. No, he says, I'm going through the valley yeah. of the shadow of death. And even when I'm in there, I'm not looking at the valley. Yeah. I'm not sightseeing at how terrible of a valley it is. <laughs> I am focusing on yeah. the light that is my, the, <laughs> the lamp that is. The light that is my lamp. <laughs> the light that is my lamp to my feet. <laughs> Looking at the Lord. Okay, Nacho. <laughs> looking at the Lord. And I'm not looking at the valley. I'm not looking. I'm going through. Yeah. And even in the valley, even what might look terrible, I'm not looking at it. Yeah. I'm looking at the Lord and I'm in joy. I'm in a constant state of joy, even going through the valley. Yeah. Because that's not where my attention is. Yeah. Well, and we we truly need to decide what we want, yeah. and that's that's really where a lot of this boils down. Like I, <laughs> I, I'm not, I don't want to draw attention to something. Like it it truly is amusing me watching like people leave broadcasts like this, not because it's funny, but because it, the enemy plays the same thing every single time. Yeah, is he 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 uses all he has is deception and lies so it's either the lie of you can't ever live without a struggle or it's the lie of they don't know what they're talking about that the word isn't right like you're always going to have some struggle in there like that's just living on the earth but what the word says is first john 5 4 yeah whatever is born of god are you born of god if you are born again jesus is your savior you're born of god Whoever is born of God overcomes the world. Yeah. It's not that you're going to wrestle with the world for all 119 years, but on, on your 120th, right before you go to Jesus, you, you win. Like, yeah. it's just 119 years of struggle, just the worst ever. You get a moment of reprieve and then heaven. No, 
You overcome the world. And this yeah. is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Yeah. Our faith overcomes. Our faith overcomes. Our faith in Jesus overcomes. Yeah. There's no thing that I struggle with because I'm in him. And I say this, and I know there are people who have been on and have watched me in moments where my flesh has risen up and I've listened more to the flesh than I have to the spirit. And they're like, Barrett, how can you say that you don't struggle? Because I don't. I yeah. don't. I may have. In the past, I may have, sure. and my flesh may have a tendency to try and take weight and take care, but no, I'm born of God. Yeah. I'm born of God. And so because I'm born of God, I'm overcoming now. Yeah. Like I'm overcoming everything, every weapon formed against me. I'm overcoming it. Yeah. I am abiding in him. And as I abide in him, I'm preserved. I'm protected. I'm kept. I can't be mm -hmm. touched. I can't be destroyed. I can't be overcome. And here's the thing. The Lord is the creator of everything. Thing. You know, Matthew yeah. 6, 33, it's a very familiar one. It's talking about like all the lead up to it. It's talking about not worrying. What is worrying? Struggling, struggling in your mind. So Matthew 6, 33, all leading up. <laughs> Do not be worried. Verse 25 about your life as to what you will eat or what you will drink, yeah. nor for your body as to what you'll put it, put on is not life more than food. You know, verse 26, Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow, they don't reap, they don't gather into barns, and yeah. yet your heavenly Father feeds them. The birds are not struggling. Like, they're not out there, like, holding up signs, will work for worms. Like, there's no <laughs> birds outside picketing because they're homeless. Like, there's nobody outside, like, struggling against the wind. No, the birds are cared for because the yeah. Lord cares for them. Like, he yeah. taught them how to make nests. He taught them how to hunt and gather food. They know, okay, if it's windy, I'm probably not going to fly today. Like, yeah. they've... Birds know how to flow, sometimes better than we do. Yeah. Honestly, like the creation so often knows how to just abide with the Lord. And because of our brain and our flesh, it's, oh, this is too easy. It's too <laughs> easy. So today I've got to go brave this storm. And it's like, the Lord yeah. told you to stay home and have some mac and cheese. Like he didn't <laughs> tell you to go out right now. You're, we're making it harder than it needs to be because he said, stay home. It's yeah. no, I've got to go. I've got to conquer. I'm more than a conqueror. I've got to go lead the entire town to Jesus where's the word? Like, did the word yeah. tell you to do this? And that's what I've done so much is for me, I've, when I've been in moments where I have felt weight and pressure, it's because I've added so much onto yeah. myself and it's my thoughts of, I've got to do this. Yeah. I've got to handle it right now. I've got to take care of this. I, 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 and even though I sound like a seagull, I, <laughs> I'm focused on me. Yeah. In those moments, I'm not focused on him. I'm focused on me. I've got to do it. I've got to make it happen. And it's no, yeah. no, it's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him. He cares for you. If he'll take care of these birds yeah. who do nothing to invest in him, like they're not sowing into him. They're not storing up. <laughs> they're not reaping. They're just there created by God. And yeah. he takes care of them. How much more is he going to take care of you? Yeah. So much. He's saying, don't worry about them. Don't worry about eating. Don't worry about what to wear. 
Verse 32, for the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things, you know, what to wear, where to live, uh, what to eat for food. Mm -hmm. Verse 33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Yeah. All these things. So as we seek him first, yeah. you know, when we're in a, in a position where it feels like we could struggle, all we've got to do is seek him. Like if we need wisdom, we've just got to go to him and mm -hmm. seek him out because he created wisdom. Yeah. He is wisdom. So if we're with him, it's literally as simple as, what do you think about this? And he's going to talk to you because he loves right. you. You know, if you need something, if I need something from Abigail, all I've got to do is ask Abby and whatever she has will be mine because I know she loves me. Yeah. Same in reverse. Anything I have can be hers as soon as she asks. God loves us so much more than we love each other. Yeah. So much more. If he has it, which he does, he creates it. He's going to give it to us. All we've got to yeah. do is seek him. We're provided for as we seek him. We're not struggling. Mm -hmm. We're provided for. Yeah. Well, the moment we become Christians, we become ambassadors mm -hmm. of the kingdom. We become ambassadors of the Lord. Yeah. And even this is something that genuinely got me. I've been using that word so much. Genuinely. Genuinely, it genuinely got me there. <laughs> genuinely did. <laughs> it got me out of a place of wanting pity. Sure. Because I wasn't focused on myself anymore. And this is it. So I'll, 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 I'll give it to you. Um, the moment that we become Christians, we become ambassadors of the Lord. And you don't see, when you see an ambassador for a certain country, uh, you look immediately at how they act. Yep. You look at how well they're dressed. Yep. You look at how polite they are. You look at how well they're taken care of. You look at how well they're taken care of. Because that is a reflection of the country that they're from. Yeah. That country sent them over to do a job, and they're providing for them. So you look at how well, you, you make a judgment of that yeah. country based off that ambassador. Yeah. Well, as ambassadors of the kingdom, as people looking at us and saying, okay, I know a few Christians in my life, it's them, 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 yeah. them, them, them then how, how well are we representing the kingdom Right. when we're constantly claiming struggle over our life? Uh, when we have the victory, but because we want pity, we right. stay in that struggle. All they're seeing is that, all they may see is that we're struggling just the same amount as them. So what's the point of serving this kingdom, of serving this God, if it looks like they're struggling just as much as I am? Yeah. They don't seem to have any more victory in their yeah. life than I do, so I don't really see the point. And that having that revelation got my mind off of me and off of, well, I just want pity from people. Right. I want that attention. I, I don't mind the struggle because then people feel bad for me. It got my mind off of me. And how is this affecting other people? Yeah. Are there seriously people who would come into the kingdom if they saw me living a life of victory? Yeah. Is it that simple? Yes. Yeah. So we've just, if not... For us, if not for us, do it for the people around you who see you, who yeah. know you're an ambassador of the Lord. Yeah. And we've got to put on that victory. If not for us, if for them. Yeah. Well, and we can. Yeah. Like that, 
That's the thing. This isn't a broadcast where it's like, okay, do this and then leave. And it's like, well, great. That's, that's awesome. I should be. I'm not super. No, we can, we can overcome. We can live a life without struggle. You know, in Matthew 11, I was flipping to so many places because I had so many different verses in my head that I just needed to stop and listen to Abby. But Matthew 11, 28, I'm in John, so I need to flip more. (laughs) It is talking, again, I don't want to paraphrase. Yeah. I can tell you basically what it says, but I want the word. It says, come to me, 1128, Matthew. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from Mm -hmm. me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Verse 30, for my yoke, Jesus' yoke, is easy, and his burden is light. Now, he's not talking about like an egg yoke. This is a yoke. It's a contraption that they used to put around oxen around their necks, and it would be two two people. It would be two (laughs) oxen in there, and that allowed... The, the people, the riders, to steer the oxen where they were going, and yeah. both of those oxen would then carry the weight of the yeah. wagon they were pulling. Yeah. So what Jesus is saying is his yoke, when we come into union with him, when we come into fellowship with him, we then are fitted for the yoke that he's called us to wear. Yeah. And it's easy. Yeah. It's easy. It's easy. When we walk with him... It's not even our strength that's pulling the wagon. Mm-mm. And I think that's where a lot of times we think it's up to us. Like we get saved, we get born again, and yeah. then it's up to us. You know, it's up to us to do the will of God. It's up to us to go do exploits for the kingdom. It's up to everything's up to us. It's up to me. No, it's nothing's up to you yeah. except hearing and being obedient. That's it. Hear and say yes. That's all that's up to you. Hear and say yes. Yeah. Hear and say yes when you hear. (laughs) That's all we have to do. Yeah. And what's awesome about that yoke is you can't go in two different directions. If you're Mm -hmm. yoked with Jesus, it's never going to work. If you pull one way and Jesus is going in the other direction, that's when it hurts. That's when we're struggling because the moment we became born again, we became entered into a yoke with him so when it feels like it's hard and it's heavy and it's not working it's because the yoke that's around us is going in the direction jesus called us to go in and our flesh is trying to get us to do something else right that's when it's hard is because we're fighting against god Mm -hmm. that's really all that it is is you know something massive comes up and it looks like a tragedy or a calamity or a massive project or something big the Lord, 1 Corinthians 10, 13, the Lord would never allow us to be in a position that yeah. we are not capable to go through, ever, ever. That's his word. God would not allow yeah. us to face a temptation without a plan for our victory on the other side. He wouldn't do that. He's yeah. a good God. So when we're yoked with him, it's literally as simple as when Jesus moves, I move. Yeah. When he goes this way, I go this way. When he stops, I stop. Yeah. And that's it. It's flowing with him, abiding with him in that place. And all that requires is saying yes when he says yes. Yeah. That like that's it. <laughs> like that's all that there is to it. And yeah. that may sound simple and it's because it is. 
Two plus two really is four. Like, it's really this simple in the kingdom. Yeah. The word says it. We can believe it. It's easy with him. It's not hard. He's never yeah. going to get lazy and be the fat, lazy cow that's like, I'm done moving today. All up to you. <laughs> Carry the load. He's never no. going to do that. He carries the load. We're yeah. just walking. Yeah. It's anything. That, that verse that you talked about, no temptation, it really brings hope because then you begin, and just expounding on it, I mean, you basically yeah, yeah. already said it, you go. but nothing that we face in life, nothing that we face in life will we not already know yeah. that we can get through it. Yeah. Not on our power, but with the Lord. Yeah. And that he's made victory available in that situation. Amen. So no matter how tragic, no matter how big it may look, yeah. I know that I have a way out. Yeah. I know that there is a way out. It's not like a maze that you're working so hard to get out and secretly there's no exit. Like, there's no situation Can you like that. How frustrating that would be. Oh my gosh. I just imagine an escape room where there's no <laughs> yeah. way to win. It's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> and sometimes I've, I felt like that. I felt dramatic. I know it's a shocker, but <laughs> felt dramatically, like, oh, there's no way out of this. It's yeah. a constant battle and never ends. And that's a lie from yeah. the devil. Yeah. Because. No matter what it is, no matter what it is, I will never face anything yeah. that I can't get through. Yeah. And the Lord has victory. Yeah. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, No temptation mm-hmm. has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. No, yeah. You're never going to face a struggle that nobody else has ever faced before. Like, yeah. there's no temptation that's overtaken you. Yeah. None. God is faithful. And he will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with temptation, with the temptation to struggle, with the temptation to feel weight and carry pressure, with that temptation, God will provide. That's literally the word. With temptation, context is talking about God. God will provide the way of escape. With that struggle, there's a way of escape. Mm-hmm. With that weight, there's yeah. a way of escape. With that pressure, there's a way of escape so that you will be able to endure it. And that yeah. enduring it is not just getting punched in the face over and over. And the way of escape is not running like a, t- a dog with your tail between your legs as you're fleeing. No, it means yeah. you're going through it and you're overcoming it. That's what that is. It's not an escape hatch because it got too rough and heavy and you just can't deal. No, it's God saying, you know what? I'm never going to put you in a situation where you don't have a quick way to go through that valley of the shadow of death. I'm never going to let you face that. I have a way for you to win. I have a way for you to win. Yeah. So put on joy. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I've had to do so many times is put on joy because the word says that's our strength. Yeah. That's our strength. It's not just our strength in certain situations, but in this situation, it's just, it doesn't apply. It is our strength in every situation. So put on joy because I know there's a way out of this. I know that God has given me victory. And no matter how bad, how big the storm may seem to be around me, I am protected. You are protected. And that is amazing. Yeah. And... Here's, here's, I would say, probably one of the biggest areas that a believer who's having opportunities with this could 
could try and argue or, yeah. or find a reason to, to be like, well, yes, that is the word, but, and it's, I, the things may not overcome, but I don't know if I'm ever able to really actually just put myself down, you know, especially somebody who understands the three parts of man. Very simply, if you don't mm -hmm. know, we are three parts. We have a flesh. We have mm -hmm. a flesh. It's corrupted. Go world. There's the worldly corruption in our flesh. We have a soul. It's our mind, will, and emotions. And we are a spirit. And that part yeah. of our flesh, that's what Paul's talking about in Romans, where he's like, I do the things I don't want to do. I don't do the things that I do want to do. So I've heard that so many times of, yeah. well, if Paul couldn't even control himself, then I guess there's no hope for me. No, that's not what he was saying. That's not what he was saying. He was saying that he understands and he had to deal yeah. with his flesh that was pulling him in different directions. However, you were given the blood of the lamb. Yeah. So we don't even struggle against ourselves. And that's really one of the biggest deceptions of, well, I just, I have this, I, I'm overcoming this myself. I have this opportunity. I, I've just been angry and I'm just an angry person. Or, you know, I believe all this stuff, but I'm just naturally so shy and timid or whatever it is, whatever it is. Yeah. We have been given victory. That verse in 1 John 5, 4 that says, he who is born of God has overcome the world. Yeah. And this is the victory that's overcome the world, even our faith. What's in our flesh? The corruption of the world. So if we've overcome the world, we've overcome by the blood of the lamb. Our spirit man has overcome our flesh. Yeah. So that part of our brain, the soul that thinks, I just, I don't know. I'm not a merciful person. So I don't know if I could ever really be a merciful, merciful person. Or, you know, I, I feel like the fruit of the spirit of faith, I have that one, but I just, I'm not good at loving people. No, that's not true. Your flesh may not have been, but you've overcome your flesh. Yeah. You're not struggling with anything. You're not struggling in a faith project. You're not struggling in becoming the person God wants you to be. You're them. Yeah. You are them. It's developing more and more and more, but you're them now. Yeah. You are who you're called to be now. It, it's growing in you. You may not have arrived. Nobody's arrived, but you're not lacking and broken. And there's yeah. not a struggle even in you right now. And I know that seems a little bit in a different vein of what we were talking about, but I could sense by the Holy Ghost that yeah. someone is listening and thinking, well, that's fine, but I just, I just don't know if I can overcome this. Like my struggle isn't external, it's internal. There's no struggle that God mm -hmm. hasn't already given us the ability to overcome. Yeah. We overcome every bit of it, every bit of it in him, in fellowship, in him. We yeah. have been given the ability to overcome everything. Every mm -hmm. single bit that the world touched, we've overcome it. Our flesh, we've overcome it. Our soul, our thought life, we've overcome it. We have the ability to discipline it. Yeah. It doesn't rule us. Not the only thing that rules us is Jesus. The only thing that should rule us anyway.
And we get to make that decision. That's a decision. That's not something that's forced upon us. We choose what we serve. We choose what we fill ourselves with. It's like eating. When you become an adult, people really don't tell you what you have to eat anymore. You choose what you're eating. So as an adult, you can feast on Cheetos and mac and cheese all day long, or you can have salad. Like the choice Mm -hmm. is yours of what you're eating. One of those ways is going to profit you. And there's ways of life that profits us more than other ways, but the decision's ours. So if the decision is in our hands, that's empowering. It's not overwhelming. It's not a pressure. It means I can choose life. I can can literally choose him. I can choose to not struggle. Like that's a choice. I can choose to not struggle. Put that in the comments. I can choose to not struggle. So often that's a decision that we've made and we haven't even realized it. We're struggling and then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit comes and is like, why are you doing that? Like, why, why are you wrestling with this right now? I didn't tell you to do that. You, you, get up. Yeah. And it's, oh, I, I didn't even realize that I was not supposed to be down there. You know, yeah. truly, that's what it is. Yeah. Well, I think I shared it on Monday. There's been a project that I had had in front of me and it felt like a weight. It felt like a pressure. Mm -hmm. And on Monday, it really came alive. I've been choosing to make this a problem. This isn't a problem. I don't have problems. I have faith in God. I don't have any problems. I have faith in God. And the moment I made the decision, the moment it became a peaceful situation. Yeah. It was heavy because I made it heavy. And then when I realized it was me doing it, you just dump out your book bag. If your book bag's heavy, empty it out. Dump it on the floor. And then put on the empty book bag and go on your merry way. You don't have to carry anything. Yeah. That's, That's the biggest thing. It's a choice. Yeah. We have the choice of, okay, am I going to make this storm bigger in my yeah. mind? Or am I going to back up, take a look at yeah. it, and then take a look at the God and the victory that I have? Yeah. And then I get to choose. Am I going to put on joy? Am I going to choose to put on joy whether I feel it or not? Yep. Am I going to choose to walk in hope and walk in victory? Or am I going to... Just look at the storm and carry the weight. The choice is yours. We're not saying you have to choose this or this. The choice is yours. But the victory is there. The hope is there. The joy is there. And it is ready for you to pick it if you want it. Yeah. Well, as we were talking, what came up to me too is it's also not just you and Jesus. It's not like you... You're kept in him. You need, we need to abide in him. We yeah. need to fellowship with him. But we're also not yeah. islands. Like, we don't have to do stuff by ourselves. Like, there was, what, like two weeks ago or something, Abby and I were talking, and she needed to come yeah. to me and have a conversation about some things that she'd been thinking on and uh, just had come up to her that morning. Yeah. And at the end of the conversation, I thanked her. I'm like, thank you for not being an island and yeah. for allowing me to help you with this stuff. And yeah, that's a misconception that, okay, I don't have to struggle. Like, we'll hear it. It's God doesn't want me to struggle. I don't have to struggle. I'm going to make myself stop struggling. And it then goes into me doing it. Yeah. And it's that cycle of, I don't have to do it. Me and God, me. Yes. And it'll just be me and Jesus now and nobody else. But like, there's, there's, Context in the word. Yeah. 
Exodus 17, it's talking about Moses. Verse 9 says, So Moses said to Joshua, Choose men for us. Go out and fight against Amalek. Tomorrow I will station myself on the top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. Joshua did as Moses told him and fought against Amalek. And Moses and Aaron and Hur went up to the top of the hill. So Moses, the plan, Joshua's fighting. Moses is going to hold up the staff of the Lord while they fight. And he brought Aaron and Hur with him. It, so it came about when Moses held his hand up that Israel prevailed. And when he let his hand down, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy. That sounds like a struggle. Like, have you guys ever tried to, like, hold your hands out for an extended period of time? You can do it for a little bit, and it's fine. And then after, like, a minute, two minutes, your arms, like, start shaking, and they feel like dead weight, and you start, like, flipping <laughs> yeah. your hands up and down and up and down to try and use the different muscles. Yeah. But after a while, you can only hold your own hands up for so long. Moses could only hold his own hands up for so long. Right. And even though the Lord was with Moses, the Lord told him to do it, the Lord's plan was also that Moses had help. Right. It was not just supposed to be Moses and the Lord. The Lord had a way to get a supply of strength to Moses mm-hmm. that then came from other people. It didn't mean that Moses was yeah. weaker. No. Or lesser than nope. what God wanted him to be. He is still the anointed man of God. Yeah. He is still the one who's leading everything. But the Lord had a supply for him to make it easy. Yeah. Could Moses have perhaps held his hands out for that amount of time? Maybe. Maybe. But how much would his arms have probably hurt the next day? Like, the Lord didn't even desire for Moses to be exhausted afterwards. Yeah. 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 He didn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, truly. Like, even in this task, he didn't even want Moses to be tired. He's uh-huh. like, I want you to do this, and it's not going to take anything out of you. I have another way to mm-hmm. do it. So how did that work? He says, Moses' hands, verse 12, Moses' hands were heavy. So Aaron and Hur took a stone and put it under him. So he gets mm-hmm. to sit down. Praise God. Yay. And Aaron and Hur supported his hands, one on one side and one on the other. Thus, his hands were steady until the sun set. So Joshua overwhelmed Amalek and his mm-hmm. people with the edge of the sword. Yeah. So in this situation, what could have been a struggle, it could have just been Moses and the Lord. It could have just been that way. Yeah. But even if it had been, he could have been tired and exhausted and felt weary at the end of the day. And then he would have had to encourage himself differently. But the Lord's plan for him was take Aaron and her with you. And then in the middle of Moses needing to do this task that was physically intensive, He gave Aaron and her wisdom to put a rock underneath him and to physically come up on the other side and hold his hands up so that together in the place of unity, there wouldn't be a struggle. It would, the victory would be easy. It would Mm not cause, listen to this, Moses did not have to toil for Joshua to gain the victory. Yeah. Moses didn't have to toil to gain victory. We do not toil in order to gain victory. We don't have to. We can, and it'll take us longer to get there, but God's design is that we don't toil. God's design is that we don't struggle. God's design is supply through other people. Yeah. 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 That's all I have. You don't need to do stuff by yourself. Yeah. You don't need to do things by yourself. 
You are anointed. You are called. You are chosen. You and God are like you're an unstoppable dynamo. However, the Lord doesn't want you to be an island. The Lord wants you to be a part of the body. Every single joint supplies. Every joint supplies. Last night at Impact, uh, one of our students was asking this technical question. I immediately passed the question to Buddy. Not because I was like, well, Buddy, here you go. Do it yourself. But because Buddy is smarter with that stuff than I am. He has natural giftings in it than I do. Why would I sit for hours and try to figure out technical stuff that Buddy can do in five minutes? Yeah. That makes zero sense. Use the joint that is called to supply that strength. Yeah. And when we use other people and refuse to see it as a weakness, it's not a weakness if I ask Buddy for help. It's not a weakness if I ask Abby for help. It's not a weakness if I ask Marky and Miss Marilyn for help. It shows that I understand that the body has a design and in that design, power flows. That's not weakness. It's using the body the way it's called to be used. Yeah. So, so often I've felt like, well, I'm just going to do this myself because I don't want to, you know, put that pressure on them. I want to make it easier for them. So in order to make it easier for those who are called to help me, I'll handle it all myself which in turn makes me exhausted and a little crabby (laughs) and uh, all in all, not very good. Does the the job get done? (laughs) Sure. But by the end, I'm not happy, uh, exhausted. And I'm not allowing those who are called to help me, I'm not allowing them to do that. I'm not allowing them to do what they're called to do. And that's my fault for not allowing them to do that. Can you imagine how, like, if your body parts could talk, can you imagine (laughs) how frustrated your arms would be if you had a car full of groceries and instead of using your arms and your hands to carry them in, you used your big toe? You're like, you know what, I'm just going to pinch this bag and I'm carrying it in and then come back and pinch the next bag. Like, can you imagine if your arms could talk, they'd be like, what are you doing? <laughs> this is what we're here for. I am strong. <laughs> Let me help you. <laughs> but so often, like, it's been that way in the body where yeah. people are able to supply. And I, I can't tell you how much I've done this where it's whether it's been a thought of I need to prove that I can, which yeah. is pride preview. That's pride. Or it's I don't want to burden other people. Yeah. Or whatever it is. Like, those are really the two main ditches. Mm-hmm. But when we allow the body to be the body, that's really when struggles stop. You don't see in the book of Acts when the church started that it talks about how they had all things yeah. in common. It doesn't say that they had like this massive shortage of food or that any mm-hmm. person, it literally says that if anyone yeah. was in need, they would sell their possessions to take care of the need. Yeah. Nobody struggled because when the body saw that there was an opportunity for struggle, they took care of it. Mm-hmm. You know, church, body of Christ as a whole, if we see someone struggling, instead of talking about it and saying, oh, they shouldn't be struggling right now, the word tells us that we need to be praying. Pray yeah. for one another. Ceaselessly pray for one another. Lift up each other. 
That's what they, that's what they were doing in the early church. They prayed. They had all things in common. They were fellowshipping together. They weren't islands. They literally had this really nice Holy Ghost compound where they were just together all the time talking about Jesus all the time. There was no struggle because the moment a struggle tried to come up, they nipped it in the bud. They didn't allow there to be something that came up against somebody else. They handled it immediately. Mm -hmm. And that's what we need to do is it's not just me and God, my four no more. It's I need to start preferring Abigail more than I prefer myself. I need to start praying for Abby the way that I pray for me. I need to start praying for Buddy the way that I need to pray for me. I need to be believing the Lord for Marky the way I believe the Lord for me. And petition God to move on these people's behalfs. That's why prayer time is so important in the body. Corporate prayer and 6 a.m. prayer and personal prayer. Letting the Lord guide us to cover the body as a whole because it's not just about me. I can't, Grayson just said, Boomerang has done this for me. Amen. And Lord willing, Boomerang's going to continue to endure until Jesus returns and do this for so many other people. But it's not just Boomerang. This is Jesus. This is how Jesus lived. Jesus lived to take care of needs. He lived to bring freedom to those who are captive. He lived to bring life and life in abundance. That's not struggle. That's abundance of life. That's life flowing and everywhere it needs to flow. We need, there's an opportunity at work. You don't need anything other than the life of God. As soon as the life of God is there, the wisdom, the provision, the needs that you have, they're met. In him, we have all that we need. In him, including others to help us. Yeah. That's the word. The word is unity. In him, there's a full supply. And the picture of a full supply, it's beautiful. So we don't have to struggle. We have to be in him. Hear his word, be obedient to his word, and fulfill the word. Amen. So today, if you've had stuff on your mind, I literally just told you guys that on Monday, this is, <laughs> I had something that tried to present itself as a weight, as a yeah. burden. And just this past Monday, that broke off. Mm-hmm. So I'm not act, trying to be on here acting like I have never struggled <laughs> once in my life. <laughs> no, it's I had an opportunity to face something that presented itself as a struggle. And yeah. praise God, he showed me how to overcome it. Yeah. So if you've had things that have tried to present themselves as higher than Christ this week, this month, this year, today, we yeah. want to pray with you. We want to believe God for you. We want to do what we just said. Pray, Mm -hmm. believe for you the way that we pray for ourselves and expect to see the Lord removing pressure, removing fear, removing struggles, and instead giving you the spirit of love, power, soundness of mind, all wisdom, all authority. So as we pray, expect to receive. We're going to expect to receive for us. We want you to expect to receive from the Lord as well because he wants you to walk in peace. You want to pray? Amen. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Lord, thank you. Yeah. We praise you because you've already given us everything that we need. Yeah. We cast off struggles now. Yeah. We cast off cares now. Thank you. Worries, whatever may be, stress. Yeah. We cast it off now because you say cast our cares upon you because you care for us. Yeah. So we cast them off now and we put on the victory Thank that you've you, given Lord. us. We put on the strength you. that you've given us. We put on the joy that you've given yeah. us. 
Lord, we follow you. We are your ambassadors. We are here to serve you, and we follow your guiding. We yeah. follow your leading in everything because that yeah. leads us to victory. We praise you. Yeah. We've already got the victory. There is no more struggle in yeah. our lives. We proclaim that now in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Thank you for it. Thank you, Amen. Lord. Amen. And Father, if there would be any weight that would try to still linger, that would try to come back even in a couple minutes, Lord, destroy those weights with the anointing of God. We ask that the anointing flood homes now, flood offices now, flood vehicles now. Let Mm -hmm. the anointing come in and destroy every yoke, every weight, every burden. And we thank you, Lord, that your peace is loosed now in our viewers, in their minds, in their spirits. Let the peace of God rule and reign in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We thank you for being on with us today. We also want to give you an opportunity to sow partner with the ministry, not for our benefit, but for yours, because truly sowing and reaping is a system that God has designed to bless the sower. Mm -hmm. He's so faithful like that. Like financial struggles for me used to be one of the biggest concerns that I had. And I don't know if I've ever shared this on here. I'm not going to be long, but I remember growing up and there was just my parents really, really like worked themselves to the bone to make sure that we had enough food, to make sure that we had enough. And I saw that I'm like, I've got to earn everything myself. So like my first job was when I was 13 and I just worked. I In college, I had at one point like four jobs at one time while I was going through school. And I was like, I'm going to earn. I'm going to earn. I'm never going to be without. I, I have to have money. I have to do this. I have to blah, 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 blah. I was struggling. I made myself my source. And so I went out and earned it and I struggled to keep it. It just seemed like I would work myself to the bone and then I wouldn't have any money. Like it just all seemed to be gone somehow still. And when I got a revelation of sowing and reaping, I was like, okay, Lord, I'm going to do this your way. I don't understand it. I don't really know how it works, but I believe I need to do this. Like, I can tell that you're leading me to this. I'm going to do it. And when I moved here, like I moved after living on somebody's couch for over a year. Like I lived on their couch. All of my possessions fit in a closet. And when I moved here, that's when I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to do this your way. I'm going to sow. I'm going to give my tithe. I'm going to give offerings. I'm going to be obedient. And from that moment onward, I have never ever hear that never been without never I have always been provided for I as soon as I got here like I had somebody give me the amount of money uh, that I earned in a month when I moved here I had somebody gift that to me so Mm -hmm. that way I wouldn't feel pressure to find a job and yet I got a job the day after I moved here yeah I had people gift me furniture when I moved into my apartment I didn't have to furnish it by myself I had people gift me things I couldn't even afford I never was without food the moments where I would go out to eat lunch I'm like I don't even think I can afford to be here every time my bill would be taken care of yeah like I never missed a payment on my bills. My bills were always provided for. And now I'm to the point where, and this is not bragging on anyone except for what the Lord has done. Now, George and I are to the point where our 
tithe, just our tithe alone at the end of the year is what I was making in a year. Like my tithe is what I earned in a year working four jobs. Yeah. That's what God does when people who sow and reap, when people use the system, God instituted, it works. It works because God made it work. Yeah. That's who he is. So yeah. we don't just say, this is now an opportunity for you to sow if you would like to sow. Please. No, we give this opportunity because we know God is an abundant God yeah. and he wants his children blessed. And this is the system he set up that if people will hop into the system, yeah. they will never be without. They will only increase just like Isaac did. It was famine time. Isaac sowed and he reaped Big. Yeah. So if you want to use the system God set up for you to be blessed, we want that too. <laughs> we want you blessed. We want you looking like God. We want you blessed on his level of blessing. So that's why this is here to bless you, not to bless us, to bless you. So hear from the Lord. If he tells you to sow, be obedient. Go to any of the various ways to give. You can scan the QR code, go to give uh, www.org, and it'll take you to all the different ways that we can give. But just hear from him. Be obedient and allow the blessing of God to start coming into your life. You will never struggle if you put God first in this area. You won't. You will never struggle in your finances if God is first in your finances. You won't. You can't because you can never outgive him. So we just want to pray and bless your offering. Bless your seed today. Lord, thank you for it. Bless every single seed Big, little, Lord, to you, the two mites were the biggest offering given that day. So, Lord, I thank you that even if mites are sown today, you see them and you bless them big. Bless them abundantly. No matter the seed, bless it. Let it be pressed down, shaken together, running over. Let it return back to the sower quickly, Lord. Let a manifestation come back into their hands quickly in the name of Jesus. And Lord, as the soil that they are planting the seed in, we commit to being faithful with it. Good stewards, putting it to the work for the kingdom, putting it into souls. We thank you for it. We thank you for our viewers. Bless them mightily in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Love you. Thanks for being on. Yeah. 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 (laughs) We love y'all. Thanks for being on with us. We'll be back tomorrow Mm -hmm. at 1130. But as we're coming to the close of this video, if you would like to watch any of our others, we literally have hundreds of videos filled with faith teaching based in the word of God that are designed to stir your faith and cause you to be the believer God wants you to be. Hop on to any of our other videos, watch through, click through, and we love you so much. Here's Betty to close out. Thank you for joining us, guys, as, you know, the wall says behind me. Thank you for joining us. Uh, We want to let you know before we hop off that there is a great opportunity for all of you guys who are watching today at the ICCF Leadership Conference. We want to let you know about this because every single Christian is called to be a leader. That's what discipleship is. We're called to lead. And so uh, this is one of those conferences that pastor specifically said would be very beneficial for anyone to attend. And it's in Danville, Virginia, October 22nd to 23rd. It's a free conference. You can register at iccf.us. We'll be going because I'm excited about this and we want to invite you to join us. So at iccf.us, you can register for this awesome 
Leadership Conference. I hope you guys are able to make it. Uh, with that being said, though, we love you guys. Thank you so much for joining us today for Lunch Plus. We will see you tomorrow at 1130. Love you guys. Have a great rest of your Wednesday.